Welcome into the Jets Lab podcast. I am your host, Joey Bonsanti, and sitting on the other side of the laptop is my good friend, Jared Taromio, better known as JT. JT, how are you feeling today, my, my friend? I'm feeling excited, ready to start a new podcast and uh, take this new step. How are you feeling? Feeling great, man, and uh, it's definitely exciting getting the uh, first inaugural episode out and out to all the people on Twitter, YouTube, and uh, the podcast world, so it's it's definitely exciting, um, and I think we should start it off. Obviously, there's Jets news to get into, as always, because this is a New York Jets podcast. Um, I think we should give out our Twitter handles first, if you're listening for the first time, which obviously you are, it's the first episode, our Twitter handles. Mine is Holland Hundos, H-A-U-L-I-N-H-U-N-D-O-S. Uh, my name is Joey Bonsanti, obviously. You could find me there. And JT, yours is? Uh, mine is Stacking Dollars. That's Stacking with a G. And uh, JT, as you heard. Perfect. And uh, yeah, if, that's really where you could find us most of the time, talking Jets on, on the weekly, on the daily, really. And um, let's get into kind of the direction of the podcast, a little bit about ourselves. And then after that, we can get into the Jets talk, really. So um, we're both recent college grads. I graduated from Southern Connecticut State University, uh, worked a lot in radio, um, hosted my own sports show there, did a lot of athlete interviews on campus. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to look for sports jobs right now and thought this was a good platform to get word out on how I feel about the Jets because, I mean, the New York Jets is all I talk, all I think about, and all I really care about. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we got something in common there, but uh, like Joey, I recently graduated from Gettysburg College and uh, just been looking for a job during this uh, COVID pandemic. So I had some free time and I figured, you know what, the best thing to do with it is to start a Jets podcast. Definitely. And I mean, really the main reason why we started the show, I mean, we both have pretty similar reasons is, you know, we, we like to talk Jets all the time. JT and I are hometown friends from high school. Um, we're pretty much texting about the Jets all the time. We figured this is a perfect platform to just talk the talk Jets every week and interact with people on Twitter and YouTube and all, all the platforms like that. Um, and, you know, we, we just want to use it to vocalize our opinions, but also interact with people. And, I mean, we just want to keep it short, sweet, and to the point. You know, that's kind of our, our mantra for the podcast. Exactly. Uh I know it's not uh, all guests, no break mantra like Sal, but we're just trying to get the most insight that we can for the Jets in this podcast and a nice 30 to 45 minute window. That way you guys have something to listen to, listen to every uh, Friday morning and get a little Jets news. And that may be subject to change, but as for now, we're going to try to release the episodes every Friday. Um, maybe as this continues, you know, as the season comes along, we're able to release it maybe on like a Monday morning or something right after a Jets game, but that's obviously subject to change. Um, I think, you know, going forward long-term, we hope to grow a good crowd of people and grab a lot of attention and interact with people on Twitter. That's one thing. We like to hear everyone's opinions. Uh, We know that, I mean, if you're part of Jets Twitter, you know that everyone is going to have a different opinion and we see it every day on Jets Twitter. So that's why we want to implement like, direct messages to us to ask questions on the podcast interact with us on our tweets and just anything of that nature really i know we got a big following uh on jet for the jets uh news on jets twitter so everyone's got a voice and everyone's got an opinion don't be afraid to share it with us as we're going to give you ours definitely and i mean we're gonna have hopefully 
a good amount of guests on this show. You know, we already have a close circle of, of Jets friends that will interact with us on Twitter um, that we could have recurring on the show. Um, hopefully grab some interviews with Jets media people across Twitter. And uh, yeah, we just want to make it a really interactive podcast and something where everyone could have their mind spoken. Definitely. And uh, with that, should we break into it, Joe? Let's break into uh, all the Jets talk we have this week. And I think the first topic that we want to get into is Jamison Crowder. Um, I mean, obviously, this has been a, a talking point on Jets Twitter the past week. And uh, a lot of the Jets beat writers have been talking about it as well. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I know that I'm sure a lot of you have seen out there. Samini just came out with the Jamison Crowder uh, piece talking about should the Jets keep him and then Pretty much right after that came out, Pro Football Talk tweeted out saying the Jets might cut Crowder. And a lot of you guys might be scratching your heads like, what the heck is going on with this? Like, are the Jets going to keep Crowder, the best receiver of 2020, or are they going to get rid of him? And, yeah, when you look at it, you really got to start to break it down from the top. What's his age? He's 28 years old. Um, he carries an $11.3 million cap hit. Uh, the Jets are currently sitting at $68 million. Um, I expect that number to go up with cuts over the course of the next few months. But just like you said, he's coming off one of his best seasons, 699 yards, six touchdowns. He wasn't even healthy for the full season, but he's definitely the Jets top wide receiver. And like you said, why would you cut a top wide receiver? And I, I think that's where you have to take a step back and say, well, let's look at the whole offense. Let's look at the new system. There's a lot of, of moving pieces here. Yeah, definitely. And the biggest thing is that cap hit when uh, you're really looking at it from the starting from the top of the uh, situation, you got the cap hit of 11.3 million. And in the Samini article, that's the third highest cap hit of wide receivers who have played 50% of snaps in the slot. The other two wide receivers, Joey, are Jarvis Landry and Tyler Lockett. Now, I know that Jarvis is a okay receiver. He definitely took a bigger role when Odell Beckham got hurt for the Browns. And Tyler Lockett, he always has a nice year for the Seattle Seahawks. But I don't know if uh, Jameson Crowder really belongs in that group of people. Yeah, from a personal standpoint, I feel like he does not. Um, he's definitely a really good wide receiver. And, I mean, we saw that. And it could have been a result of the Adam Gase offense where he likes to kind of abuse the slot receiver and use him over the middle constantly. It could have been a result from Sam Darnold constantly throwing over the middle as first read to Crowder. It could be a mix of all those things, or it could just be that he's a good receiver. But I feel like he does not fit in with that group of guys, and I think you and me kind of agree on that. Um, but another point we should bring up here is look at other slot receivers on our team. Braxton Berrios, I mean, look at the, look at the number. I mean, he was able to get 80% of the same production while being paid less than a million dollars. Like, those yeah. slot guys are pretty replaceable. Yeah, definitely. It's like, you know, you're thinking, oh, we got 68 million. Do we really need to cut Crowder for only 10 mil? But it's like, guys, uh, Joe Douglas, he's a value GM. He's not going to let 10 mil go wasted. If he can get rid of the excess fat on the team, he's going to do it. And let's flip the side here and let's go to, you know, maybe it's smart to keep him. I almost lean more towards keeping him. Let's take a step back. He is or was the best wide receiver on the Jets roster in 2020. And you bring in a guy like Mike LaFour as offensive coordinator, obviously the new coach, Robert Sala. They're bringing in a brand new offense. And 
I mean, there was an interesting stat also in the article saying that from 2017 to 2020, the 49ers wide receivers, slot receivers caught um, 258 passes out of the slot. That's 29th in the league. Um, And that's from the ESPN stats and info page. I mean, 29th is not great, right, JD? Yeah. I mean, that really just shows that they're really not using the slot a lot. And looking at some earlier information about the Shanahan system that the is bringing over here, it looks like uh, this uh, 49ers used to run or do run a lot of 12 personnel with one RB, two tight ends, and uh, a lot of 21 personnel with two RBs, one tight end. And Adam Gase was running a lot of third, uh, I'm sorry, a lot of 10 personnel with zero tight ends and three wide receivers. And it's just, that's not what LeFleur likes. That's not what he's bringing here. And then I guess kind of the last point or one of the last points here is, is Jameson Crowder is a good football player. We could, and good offensive coordinators know how to use good football players. And if we had to let him play out this last year on his contract for 11 mil, I mean, hey, I, I'm sure that they'll, they'll like him in the locker room. He's good for the younger guys. I, I would think that this wide receiver corpse is going to be on the younger side with Mims, and then maybe you draft another guy, bring someone in a free agency as well. But I could also see them see him cutting him. You know, you could reinvest mm-hmm. that money elsewhere on the line. I mean, if they were really trying to spend the money, which I don't think they would on a top tier guy like A. Rob or Godwin, um, I think that they might just sit at bay and eat the money with Crowder and let him play out this year. Yeah, I definitely think that in a perfect world and in a perfect free agency and draft situation for the wide receiving group, Joe Douglas would be cutting him or at least restructuring that contract. But, you know, there are a lot of moving pieces here. You need to get another receiver. Our receiving core has no depth. Perryman's also a free agent. So right now it's pretty much just Mims and Crowder who are the uh, serviceable guys on the roster. So it's like you might just have to keep him for this season since there's too much going on. And again, that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. I feel like it's not a huge decision. It's not going to make or break the bank. Listen, we're sitting at top three in the most cap in the NFL. Jamison Crowder's 10 mil is not going to make or break. If we were the Saints with 15 mil and we really needed to start making some cuts to save money, then maybe that 10 mil would matter. At the end of the day, Joe Douglas isn't there sweating over Jamison Crowder's $10 million cap. So um, again, I think it's kind of a a coin flip right now. I don't think I would be surprised, like you said, if he was cut, but don't be surprised if he gets cut as well. Yeah, I definitely think, I think it's honestly leaning towards right now, Jamison staying, I think as a jet, just because like we said, a lot of things have to go right in order to just cut this guy for that little extra cap he's going to give. Yep. And I'm sure Mike LaFour will make it work either way. So I'm pretty confident in that. Let's move on to the next topic. Um, and again, if you agree, disagree, want to talk about Jamison Crowder some more, hit us up in the comments, you know, comment on, we're going to post this on YouTube, comment on the YouTube and we're feel free to interact. Um, hey, I yeah. guess also don't be, but, uh, don't be afraid to disagree with us. Like this is why we made the podcast. We want some nice uh, discussions going back and forth. If you think that strongly one way that Crowder gets cut or that Crowder stays like tell us why and we'll mention it on the next episode yeah you bring up a good point there I mean there's also a ton of different opinions on Twitter you know there's so many different reasons why people want to cut him and why they don't so it's actually pretty cool to hear all the different type of opinions um and then moving on to the next point and I think was one that we discussed 
we had to discuss here in the first episode was our opinions on Sam Darnold. Um, obviously, you guys don't know. We're, we're just jumping in the scene here, and you don't know our opinions on probably one of the most important moves that is going to be made this offseason as the quarterback position for the New York Jets. Um, JT, what do you think should be done here with Sam Darnold, or what do you think are the pros and cons of trading him, not trading him, et cetera? You know, it's tough to see this, and it's tough to go down this road with Sam Darnold. I know that in 2018 when we drafted him, pretty much – almost every Jets fan was thinking, you know, this could be our guy, like, this is it. And then in his first game against the Lions, the guy threw a pick six as his first pass, ended up winning the game. But you know what? I think that kind of should have been a warning sign. And I think it's time for us to move on from Darnold, Joey. Yeah, I agree. And you're right. It does pain me when he was drafted. I was not celebrating. I wasn't upset. But I would say this is probably the first Jets player I've ever gotten emotionally attached to um i mean obviously set aside guys like revis cromarty all those guys back in 10 but sam Darnold was a guy that i was i would defend to the hill i mean <laughs> if you if you thought sam Darnold was a bad quarterback i was coming after you but it took me till about this year and some of last year to realize that i don't think he's that great especially this year when he was behind a, a competent o-line and got hurt and Flacco came in and started playing a lot better than what he was. And I, that was definitely the biggest red flag for me right there. And that's why I do think ultimately we should move on and we're going to get into more points here um, as to why we should move on. But let's obviously start with, here's a point that I feel like it's swept under the rug a lot. I feel like before we get into any of the more specific points, just New York in general for Sam is, is stained. You know, he's had the past few years, you know, losing seasons, Adam Gase, different systems, picks all over the place, you know, seeing ghosts, all these different instances. And it's going to sound stupid, but sometimes a change of scenery just fixes that. Hmm. Yeah. And you know what? It's like you saw it with Ryan Tannehill, a change of scenery definitely got him going with the Titans offense. But, and I know a lot of people will bring up saying, oh, well, yeah, Ryan Tannehill just needed to get away from Gase. Like now Sam Donald's away from Gase. The thing is, uh, Tannehill was never as bad as Sam Darnold, and Tannehill was developed when he had Gase as a coach. Adam Gase, I think, did ruin any kind of development that could have happened with Sam Darnold, and it just seems like the best thing for him is, you know what, send him somewhere where he could either learn behind the quarterback or fight for a starting job, but somewhere with a little bit more stability right now. I know we just hired Salah, and we all love that hire, but it's just seems like Sam's time in New York is done. Definitely. And a couple more points as to why we should move on here. And I think these are pretty big speaking points for it. Um, number one, it's another new system under LaFleur. And again, with keeping him, you're taking the risk that you're going to fix him. And by fix him, I don't mean take a small step and we're seeing him throw, you know, 17 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. Big step. I mean, I want to see him become a top not top tier quarterback, but top end of the league quarterback, someone that is is competent enough to at least take us to the playoffs. And that's a big leap from what he is today and turning him into that kind of player in just one year on a new system, his third system in this league already. So, I mean, it's, it's a lot to ask for. Yeah, you're definitely right there, Joey. I mean, by a lot of statistics, like if you look at the advanced stats for Sam Darnold, He's sitting right there at the bottom of the league right now behind guys like Carson Wentz or some and uh, in front of the only people being Dwayne Haskins. 
It's just, you know what, like that would have to be a historical leap for this guy to even be top 15. And it's year four, the rookie contract's almost over. Now Joe Douglas is probably debating, all right, do we want to keep him and take that team option, that fifth year option you get for first rounders? And it's like, you know what, just looking at it from a cap standpoint, this isn't worth it. Yeah, definitely not. And I mean, look at the the assets you can get back. I mean, today Carson Wentz was just traded for a two and a three, and we're thinking maybe same ballpark. If Joe Douglas can turn Sam Darnold around for a couple mid-round picks, I mean, who says no, you know? I know. I mean, there are a lot of destinations we could talk about, and we'll probably get into it uh, in future episodes, but it's just it doesn't seem like uh, the timelines are matching up with Joe Douglas, Robert Sala, and – Sam Darnold, it might be use that 102 wisely and get a new quarterback. Definitely. So, and let's flip the script. Say, and I still think this is in the cards. I still think that there's a possibility that Joe Douglas says, I really like Sam Darnold and I want to keep him. So, I mean, what is it that has to happen? I mean, you're going to have to fix him, just like we said before. And he's going to be the guy that you thought you had. And when you keep a guy like this in this situation, I mean, you could take that number two, and if they do keep Sam, which I really hope doesn't happen, <laughs> I I would really hope they trade back at number two to acquire more draft capital. Like I just feel like that is the best move for this team. Listen, uh, if the Jets do keep Sam, then you pretty much are banking that everything goes right for that kid in this next year. And by everything going right, you'll need to see him be healthy the whole season. He hasn't had a full 16-game season. You need to see a lot not a lot of touchdowns but a, about a two to one touchdown to pick it, uh ratio then you need to see him hit maybe around like 3,000 3,500 yards and that's probably the best you're hoping for and that's a lot to ask for for your QB in now another new system going to his fourth year in the league it's like you know what that, that's what you have to have if you do keep him and that's a tall uh, tall order for Sam and you know it's it's definitely it's not easy to do what this what we're saying but i'm sorry another quick point here as to why it would be beneficial to to trade him away you're also resetting that rookie deal and you could see a lot of teams that have their quarterback on a rookie deal try to build that window to win a championship i mean you look at the ravens they have that defense build up they still have lamar on that rookie deal like before you have to pay your quarterback you know, 30 plus million dollars, why not try to build around a rookie that you feel could fit the system? So I feel like that's another good point there. Yeah, definitely, Joey. The rookie deal is uh, extremely valuable right now in this NFL. And uh, it's just something that every team really actually strives to have is that rookie deal. Yeah. And I mean, over the course of the next, you know, few months, we're definitely going to be talking about Sam Darnold more. We will probably get into deeper detail about trade offers, um, what we think could happen with him. And, uh, you know, we're, I don't really think our opinions changing much on him though. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're pretty much kind of set on what we think is best, but again, if you feel like we should keep Sam Darnold, tell us why, tell it, tell us yeah. the reasons. And, you know, we'll definitely love to, to hear it. Um, that pretty much wraps it up for our first episode. Um, we don't have any DMS to get into, but again, <laughs> going forward, we'd love to read off direct messages we we'd love to read off your twitter handle and, and give you some publicity on our podcast um and uh yeah if, if you if you're tuning in thanks for listening we really appreciate it um and also make sure to leave a review for us on apple Podcasts. and we are 
working on getting this on Spotify as well. Um, we're trying to expand on all platforms truthfully. So once we get that going, uh, that would be good. I mean, you could listen to it anywhere pretty much. So. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Be sure to hit a, uh, a review for us and leave us your questions. Uh, tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. We're trying to make this podcast have you guys involved. Definitely. All right. Thank you guys for listening and we will see you next time.